0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. This is Lock It In, a sports betting show, part of the Believe Podcast Network. And now, here's your host, Cam Rogers.
1: Welcome into Lock It In with Cam Rogers right here on Believe. We have a returning champ here on the program, Christina Blacker, FanDuel TV. It's the Preakness Stakes here this week in Baltimore, Maryland. Christina, very excited for this week. How are we doing?
0: I'm doing well. I feel like I just recovered from Kentucky Derby. It happens Mm. that quickly, and I'm back on a plane tomorrow to head your way to get there to Baltimore to cover the Preakness. But I tell you what, once you get on the grounds and you see the horses and you see all the people, that adrenaline starts pumping and it's just so exciting. Nothing like the Triple Crown, that's for sure.
1: No doubt. It is a great time in the world of sports and we're happy to have you on board here. So let's talk about just a macro perspective. When we compare the Kentucky Derby with the Preakness Stakes, what are the differences? What are the similarities from a handicapping perspective?
0: So a couple things to keep in mind. First and foremost, we are going a different distance in the Preakness. We're running just slightly shorter. We're running a mile and three sixteenths, whereas we ran a mile and a quarter in the Kentucky Derby. The tracks themselves are a little bit different as well. The stretch run at Churchill Downs is one of the longest in North America. So you think about horses that might be running from off the pace. They have all that ground to try and run down the horses on the lead. Also, horses on the lead have all that time to try and hold on and hold off the closers. So that can be very demanding for them. The stretch run at Pimlico is a little bit shorter. So if you are on the lead, you have a little less time you know, to try and hold off the challengers and vice versa for the closers. And also... Remember, to qualify for the Kentucky Derby, you had to earn points along the way through our basic kind of playoff season as Mm -hmm. we have it. So the Kentucky Derby is the top 20 best horses in this class, hands down. You can only run in the Kentucky Derby when you're three years old. So you run through all those prep races, and then the top 20 on points get to run in the Derby. In the Preakness this year, nobody is coming back from the Derby apart from Mage, So while these are very good horses, and these are still cream of the crop three-year-olds of this season, they aren't the top 20. So it is technically a softer group of challengers for Mage, but they're fresh. Mage is turning around on two weeks rest because he just ran in the Derby. These horses are coming in having just prepped for this race itself, and they're fresh challengers, whereas he might be still kind of coming back, still recovering as any athlete would off a big race in the Derby.
1: And we thought maybe Forte would be involved in the field here this week. That is not the case. My money was going to be on him. Of course, not racing in the Derby. So you have that freshness factor, but let's talk about post position. If I may, I'll throw a number at you. 82% of the last 11 winners here came from post six or lower eight horses in the field this week, less so than the Derby to your point. How is post positioning a factor here in the Preakness as compared to, of course, the Kentucky Derby, which is always a talking point?
0: It's a huge point in the Derby because you have so many horses. So that's just, you know, because we have so many and they're all trying to get to that first position that they want. They don't want to be shuffled too far back in the Preakness. We only have eight horses this year, as you mentioned. So I don't think it's as big of a deal just overall in general mage would have preferred to be drawn a little farther to the outside his trainer said that at the post position draw i don't think post position three which is where he's ended up is terrible i don't see this as a huge hindrance for him and if he were to lose on saturday i don't really see it as a major excuse for him but Mm. the big takeaway from me for the post position draw was the fact that the number one horse is national treasure national treasure drew the rail To me, he is the fastest horse early in this race. And by drawing the rail post position, it's like you're handing it to him on a silver platter. Go ahead, go to the lead, and take him as far as you can. So that is where I think the post position helped National Treasure and basically hurt everybody else, Mage included. He's the fastest horse, and he will be on the lead.
1: And the favorite here this week, 8 to 5, let's talk about setters, stalkers, they seem to thrive here too, much like at the Kentucky Derby. Obviously, Mage made that charge at the Derby. Any shot for a come-from-behind winner here this week?
0: So that's a big point that I think is worth making with Mage, and not just from the Kentucky Derby, but his last two races in the Florida Derby as well. In both of those races, the horses that were on the front end, they went really fast, and they kind of burned themselves out. They didn't have a lot left to finish with. If you go back to the Kentucky Derby, the only horse from that early flight that dug in and that held on for a piece of it was two fills. He Mm -hmm. finished second. He ran the race of his life. The other horses up on the front end finished way out the back. They were nowhere to be found in the late stages of the race. Mage was nearly last in the early stages of the race and made up all that ground. And the race shape, as we call it, when horses are going too fast early and they come back to the closers, the race shape really flattered Mage. The same was said of the Florida Derby they went pretty fast early and horses from off the pace rallied on for it I don't think he gets the same race shape coming up on Saturday now historically in the Preakness the classier horses tend to overcome things like that we have nearly 50 percent winners in the Preakness or favorites so there's been I think 148 running 73 times the favorite has won mage will be the favorite but I do think that national treasure at the rail the one horse will be on the lead, and I don't think he's going to come back. I think Mage is going to have to overcome that, and he's going to have to run a different style of race this weekend and prove that he's the best horse in this class to be able to win.
1: All right. I'm getting an indication of who
0: you (laughs) think may win this thing, but let me throw
1: out first mission here because I like this horse a lot. I know he's in post position eight, but – Fits a lot of trends that you want. Obviously won a grade three race pretty recently. Skipped the Kentucky Derby. Well-rested. Pace tracking tactics, pretty darn good as well. What do you think of first mission there at gate eight? Is it too lengthy of a position or can first mission get it done here this week?
0: I don't think it's a bad post position for him. I think if you look at his races, he's been fairly close to the pace. But I think that's just because... He's kind of a better horse than the horses he's been facing. I look at him and I watch his replays and he looks to me like a horse that's a little bit more one paced. Think back to like a tap it trice type mm-hmm. that we were looking at in the Kentucky Derby. I don't see him as a horse that has a big acceleration. So coming from the outside post, I think that's actually okay. He might be sitting third or fourth going into that first turn and same thing down the backstretch, but he is going to keep coming at you. He has plenty of stamina. And as you point out, he is fresh. He's a big danger to Mage and everybody else in this field, because Brad Cox has had this race marked on the calendar for him all along. I think Brad Cox has done a nice job of deciding which of the three-year-olds in his barn are really the Derby types and which horses might be the Preakness types. And I think he spotted this horse very well. I see him right there. But yeah, you, uh, you've you definitely read between the lines. National Treasure is going to be my pick, the one horse. I want to choose Mage. I want a Triple Crown on the line. We've got our full crew on site at Pimlico this weekend from FanDuel TV. We're going to be in full force in New York, of course, if there's a Triple Crown on the line. So I've from a... a, a fan perspective and as a sports fan and as a racing fan i want to see mage win and just for the connections if you saw that celebration from the derby for venezuela Mm. for the entire country i mean they are so behind this horse i want to see it happen but i think national treasure as a fresh horse on the lead probably wins this weekend
1: national treasure four two one mage eight to five first mission five to two do you see a scenario at least the most likely scenario where all three of those horses show out show one two three
0: I do, I think those are the three best horses in the race, really. And I think those will be the top three betting choices in the race. I wonder though, if National Treasure might end up being the second choice. I do think Maze will be the favorite no matter what. He's the mm-hmm. Derby winner. And especially when you come into a big day like this, you get so many people that are not watching racing all the time. So they might not be diving into the post positions. They might not be diving into the pace scenario, but they know that Mage won the Kentucky Derby and he's the best horse in the field. So I do think he will be the favorite. But I think that there's a scenario where the odds flip a little bit with National Treasure and First Mission. I think First Mission could be third choice. And I wouldn't be surprised to see National Treasure probably at five to two, three to one plus 300 come post time.
1: All three of those horses have an Equibase speed figure greater than 100. That has been a key stat for the eventual Preakness winner. So great stuff there from Christina Blacker here as we talk about the Preakness stakes. What's on tap at FanDuel? Let me know and the people out there, what's going on?
0: We have so much going on. So the entire crew is flying today. I'm actually flying tomorrow. Tomorrow. So I'm going to be the last one arriving, but mostly because I'm working on a lot of our content for the FanDuel TV Plus app. We were driving a lot of our viewers that way for Kentucky Derby because we were able to broadcast continuously commercial free on FanDuel TV Plus. So there's a lot of extra interviews, content, videos, selections that are on FanDuel TV+. Plus. So I'm working on some of that. So I would definitely encourage you to head there. And then we have, I think, six or seven people on the grounds covering the races this week. And we have a great relationship with the folks at First Racing. They own and operate Pimlico, the racetrack where the Preakness is held. So Mm -hmm. we're able to show you everything. They opened their season last weekend. We've been showing those races all week. We'll show the entire card tomorrow for Thursday. Most of the cards Friday and Saturday apart from the races that are only restricted to NBC and all of those selections and tickets. And there's some new sequences this year, which we're going to be talking about a lot, not only on the air, but also on FanDuel TV plus there are some pick fours and pick fives, which is basically like your parlays that are carrying from Friday into Saturday. So these are new bets and new wagers on the wagering menu that are different and they have a very low takeout. So really attractive, To anyone that's interested in betting, I have a horse on Friday, and I know we weren't supposed to talk about Friday, but I want to tell you about a horse on Friday that I love. Say it. Let's hear it. If you're playing any of those. Race 13 on Friday is the Black Eyed Susan, which is basically the Philly equivalent of the Preakness. Just as we have the Kentucky Oaks to the Derby, we have the Black Eyed Susan to the Preakness. The four horse Merlaksa is my horse in the Black Eyed Susan. So race 13 on Friday the number four use her in any wagers that you can on friday and also in those sequences that are going to carry you from friday to saturday
1: and then you'll see christina at the cash counter and win some money courtesy <laughs> of so. her <laughs> and then not Black- again
0: for a week because i'll just be counting my money at home <laughs> there you go there you go thank
1: you so much for joining the show lock it in here with cam rogers christina blacker of fan duel tv coming on the program christina thanks again enjoy baltimore
0: thank you very much Oh, 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 oh,